live as well on my end. Still yeah, online. And now we are live. The stream is live. Pulling up real quick and I'll do the intro. Pulling up real quick and I'll yep. All right. Delay is like a second. We are we are All good right. to go here. Hello everybody. Welcome to episode two of Into the Movieverse podcast. We are just coming off of watching the Black Widow movie um, on Disney Plus. And this is going to be the most off-the-cuff um, first time discussing the movie. We watched it together, um, not in person, just sitting in our houses. But, um, yeah, this is, this is going to be an interesting talk. Um, Black Widow, a lot of uh, mixed reviews about it, and we'll discuss that. But um, let, let's jump right in and, and start doing our uh, rundown of, of what we thought of the movie itself. Yeah, uh, uh, definitely major spoiler warning here because we just watched it and we're gonna be talking everything, all the details right away. Yeah. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, um, I believe because I was anticipating or I was waiting to just do it, like watch it for free, but it's not gonna be available. I think until like October or something like that. I, I forgot what they said, but it's gonna be a ways out until it's actually available for not $30. Um, it's in theaters too right now, right? It's in theaters, yeah. So both released at the same time. If you want to go see it, go see it in theaters. That's probably the preferred um, watch method, I would say. Um, but if you're not comfortable going to a theater right now, just stay at home and watch it. I think it, the experience was just as good. Um, not better, though. Just, just as good. Unless you got a crappy TV, then, then go, go to the uh, movie theaters. But what 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 did you think of uh, everything that we saw? Uh, I think there's a lot to be picked at. I think especially because of the delay, I expected CGI to be top notch, and there were definitely moments that took away from the movie where you're just like, <laughs> that was a rough shot. Like I think we both saw a clear wire pull. Uh, yeah, towards the end. Um. Yeah. The the CGI work itself, um, I was actually just watching a Corridor Digital thing yesterday um, about some HBO shows, um, and they were talking about the CGI work that was done in those in some of those shows and how top notch it was. And so just coming off of that video um, and seeing all the CGI work and even watching the first episodes of some of those shows, um, I have a feeling that those TV shows look a lot better than some of the stuff that we've seen in Black Widow. Not saying that Black Widow itself was something that um, was a flop in terms of um, the CGI. It just could have been better. Yeah, there were definitely moments where I thought, you know, this is this movie had similar CGI problems to Black Panther where the movie was really good, but there's some moments that you just felt like, you know, when you're trying to zone in and be part of the universe, you kind of you just have to take a step back and you're like, wow, that was clearly not real. Even though it's all fake, that was clearly, like, I don't know if they just didn't... I mean, they had a year to fix it, because I know the delays, so I'm surprised some of that stuff is so noticeable. Um, but yeah, especially around the edges. Like, you'll notice in shots that are clearly green-screened, they're, they're visibly, like, blurry around the edges, like the characters or the props... 
and that was really surprising. I almost feel like even though they had this all this time, it still sort of felt a little rushed in terms of the CGI. Yeah. There were some um, really good CGI uh, work that they've done in terms of um, when they did those disguises. I thought, you know, that whole thing looked pretty good. Um, even though it kind of looked like it was like a sheet coming off. Like, obviously, they probably just did um, some sort of green screen. Uh, I mean, I don't know how they did it, but um, just the way that they transitioned looked really good. Um, the fire, you know, the fire could have looked a little bit better, I would think. The explosions looked fine. They looked like explosions. Um, but definitely not up to par to some of those other um, movies that Marvel has put out. You know, the CGI in Infinity War and Endgame was way better than the CGI that we've seen in Black Widow. Yeah, I feel like, especially both of us noticed, there is one scene where they're using parachutes and it's a zoom shot on their faces and you can you can really tell how fake mm-hmm. the lines on the parachute are. I mean, it just, it doesn't look fake, it just looks like it was almost, like, cartoony, you know what I mean? Like yeah. It just, it just had that cartoony look to it. I'm gonna look up the budget now and compare it to... Yeah, I was trying to look for the budget. Um... I mean, I'm, I'm, this no doubt has, like, nowhere near the budget of, like, some of their bigger movies like Infinity War. But mm-hmm. that'll give you an idea of why. Let's see. So, Infinity War had a budget, budget of $316 million, Black Widow sitting at $200 million. Oh, okay. So, what? That's still 100, a lot of money. $200 million? Dollars? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I wonder how much that was in, like, the CGI realm of things, you know? Um, how did you feel about the length? I felt like it was decent. I don't yeah, think it, it should have been any longer, to be honest. It was a good length. I yeah. think in the beginning of the movie, um, things felt kind of rushed, just because I feel like they were trying to get a lot of information in. Um, even though in that beginning sequence where we're seeing them sort of in that family-oriented, you know, we're trying to see what the childhood was like, we were confused. Like, who is David Harbour's character? What does he do? Like, what... We had really no background until, um, you know, the sequence that takes place five minutes after that. Yeah, they kind of explain it and show that, like, oh, that was... None of that was real. It was all undercover work. Right, But still, like, I feel like it's a Black Widow movie. Everyone was expecting... I know it doesn't take place in her past. Like it does, but not a very like long time ago. It's post Civil right. War, but like they really, really skimmed out on doing like her like childhood. Like they had that sequence when they were showing like cast member na- names and stuff, and they were showing yep. her like really quick shots of her growing up. And like I thought we'd see more like training montages of her becoming a Black Widow. Yeah, that's what that's what I was sort of expecting. I wasn't expecting to see a post-Civil War movie. Um, I was expecting to see sort of an origin story movie, but I feel like maybe they didn't want to do an origin story. Or maybe this is sort of like a half-and-half type of deal where they said, okay, we'll do um, the first bit as a brief origin story of how she came to be and then move on and do something of what was Natasha doing post-Civil War. Um 
but was that something you really cared about? Did you care about what she was doing after Civil War, or did you want to see an origin movie? No, I I didn't expect an origin movie. I knew this would be post-Civil War. I just didn't think they would rush that scene. Like, they really rushed it. I mean, those shots were, like, back to back to back. You can barely had time. Like, they zoomed in on her eyes. They showed her growing up. There's my cat. And it just felt really rushed. I did like the whole beginning. It felt very different. Like, the whole, like family aspect which you don't see from her at all mm-hmm. and I, I enjoyed the intro but when the intro ended and they went to the to the like the I guess the pre-credits and they were right. showing those shots they were just like so fast and um, I didn't get much out of it because you're like wait that's her I think that's her there's other young Russian girls okay that must be her mm-hmm. I guess they're all training I guess they're doing this I guess those are photos of like fake holidays alright we're done with that now go to her in what 2015 something yeah i mean it it served its purpose i guess but it was very weird like the beginning of this movie was very different compared to other marvel movies yeah i felt like it's weird to say that it felt like the beginning of the movie felt slow and fast at the same time probably because it was like it was slow in the sense of there was a lot of shots that were just taking their time trying to put backstory into it but at the same time Mm -hmm. they were going like shot to shot person to person time like different times you know what i mean they're like jumping all over the place at the beginning Um, yeah and just to even compare this movie to the highwaymen even though they're two completely different movies um it's just interesting to see the way that one director could set up a storyline versus another director. Yeah. Like, you, you can see how they were trying... Uh, Kate Shortland directed this. I, I don't really recognize that name, so I'm, I'm just going to pull it up and see what else she's directed here. Known for... Oh, okay. So she's worked with... Has she worked with Scarlett Johansson? I don't know. Berlin Syndrome, Somersault, and Lore. Never really seen those movies. She's done Bad Cop, Bad Cop. Which is a TV series, um, but yeah, I'm not really sure. I haven't seen any of her movies, yeah, but no, it's no, interesting for, to see uh, how the two directors decide to do a um, a storyline because Highwaymen, obviously, that whole setup is um, doing just a whole story, whereas this you're trying to get to the action bits. So, and Kevin, Kevin Feige, Kevin Fate, how do you say his name? Is it Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige? Looks like she did episodes of a TV show before this, and that was her most recent project. Berlin Syndrome in 2017. Yeah, she doesn't seem to be very active. Nothing, nothing I recognize. Personally. But they had their regular Marvel producer on the on the job, so obviously has all the Marvel aspects that yeah. we love the movie. Yeah, they had their puppet masters there the whole time. Is it Kevin Feige or Kevin Feige? Kevin Feige. Is it really? I thought it was. I don't know. Feige, Feige. Feige. tomato, tomato. <laughs> um, you know, the actors. David Harbour, um, Carl Johansson, obviously two of the biggest names, I think, 
Mm. Um, some of the other people I didn't recognize before, so probably just getting there. Um, gonna get some good acting um, jobs in other movies after this. I thought everybody was pretty good though. All the acting looked pretty, pretty good. Everybody was doing a good job. I thought um, none of them were sort of like bad at at it. Like there was nothing that threw me for a loop in terms of oh this person you know really kind of fell out of character. I think everybody embraced sort of the Russian aspect pretty well. Um, I do think that Scarlett Johansson's Russian sort of goes in and out. Like, it's not very a consistent accent that she does. It sort of comes out in some words. Whereas, um, like, David Harbour just was consistently doing the Russian accent. Well, that was because he'd always been in Russia, too. Like, he's been in prison in Russia. <laughs> and she's been in the U.S., with the Avengers, and then she was only doing the Russian when she was with her sister. It's kind of like a family kind of bonding thing, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe she was just kind of going in and out of it. Um, I am actually very happy with David Harbour's character, though, and I do want to see Yeah, him. no, uh, I think... Um, was it the Red Guardian? Yeah. It's probably... I wish there was more of him. Like, I don't know if you, if you noticed that fight with... Uh, Taskmaster. There's a lot of cuts where they just show him getting beaten up, and then they go back to Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Like I wish we saw more of him fighting. I know he's been like in prison for a long time, so he's not really probably great at fighting anymore. But yeah. he was definitely this really cool character that you know he kept. He, even he kept talking about his connection to Captain America, and I love that scene where he mentions like you know being basically the Captain America of the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. and he's definitely the most interesting character in this film I think besides Black Widow but then again we already know a lot about her what she's done um, they made some yeah. clear, clear references to other stuff she's done with the Avengers like Budapest obviously with that's like a reference she's been doing with Hawkeye since the original Avengers movie right then we finally saw her there explaining what happened a little bit yeah, so, I mean, they, they sort of connected some of the lines um, and some of the plot holes in the movies. And I also think that um, they covered some of the bases that's been going on within the actual, um, I guess, you want to say, like, TV-verse, like, whatever's been going on in the shows. Um, because, you know, towards the end we see... Um, them connecting the stuff that happens in Falcon and Winter Soldier. With Elaine. With, yeah, with going with something going on with Hawkeye slash Ronin. So and we know we're getting a Hawkeye show. So there's 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 a lot that they're building up to. Um and I I think personally that this movie was not to be a standalone in the sense that okay, here's what Black Widow's doing at a certain time. It's just to help set up some of the other TV shows and some of the other stuff that's coming out because now it gives a reason for her sister to be in Hawkeye and we're not going to go and watch Hawkeye and be like, hey, who's this other chick that was a Black Widow, you know? We, yeah. we now know who that is. So this movie, I, I think, is sort of just a, just to set up some of the other stuff going on. Um, yeah, hmm. I'm... I don't know. I don't think it was just to set up things. I feel like 
it's such a weird movie because it's like oh this like it's like a fan service everyone wanted a black widow movie then they killed her and everyone was like oh there goes our black widow movie that we should have gotten yeah, right. five years ago and then they're like all right fine we'll do it we'll make you a black widow movie and you're gonna like it but we're also going to use it to set up our other projects that are going to make way more money yeah like like well, scarlett johansson personally i feel like a black widow movie was deserved a long time ago like they could this movie could have released but between like uh civil war and infinity war like actually when it was taking place but then i guess they can do the setups and everything we've gotten a lot of films from them where they do flashbacks to the civil war era and like what yeah. they were doing trying to escape and there's a lot going on in them i'm not tired of it but it, it's just, it is getting a little repetitive it's just like you can notice they're really trying to I don't know. It's always a starting point for some kind of conflict in Marvel right now, I feel like. I mean, we're, we're post-Endgame, and they're still making Civil War-themed films. Right. And you can tell this has definitely got that Civil War, like, grittier political atmosphere, like, on-the-run kind of vibe. Yeah. I, I think that they do that, though, because Civil War was such a, I feel like, turning point, or they used it as a division point so people can reference it easily mm. um but yeah i mean it's like move on already we we're already seeing stuff past endgame you know with loki um and that actually just finished up i don't know have you finished loki yet or? i have not watched it oh what yeah well now you got disney plus to watch it so go go spend your time watching that um because i think even though the last episode of Loki came out this Wednesday, or well, Sunday, so I'm going to say last Wednesday, um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know, because Loki is messing a lot with the time and the timeline and how that kind of stuff works. I'm not going to spoil it for you or for anybody else, but after you watch it, um, we can sort of talk about the whole timeline thing because um, the it might it might come into play at some point, I think, mm. with Black Widow and whatever's going on. Um, even though this takes place in a different time period, that ending to the Black Widow movie could sort of allude to something else with Loki and what's going on with the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, so definitely check that out. And yeah, I'd probably, probably watch it at some point. I was just kind of, after Endgame happened, films like, like, Infinity War and Endgame were such stressful, emotional movies that, like, were like a, like a buildup of, like, ten years of, you know, watching and loving the characters and all that, and so, after Endgame, all these little projects don't, just don't interest me as they used to, like, prior to Endgame and Infinity War, I'd be like, oh, we get to see this character on their own? Like, Ant-Man got his own film? That's so cool. Stuff like that. Yeah. And then, I'm not mad about the TV show thing. I think it's time Marvel stepped into the TV show realm, but personally, a lot of these smaller projects like the standalone films, unless it's a brand new character, I don't get that, like, oh my god, I need to see it kind of thing like I did with like Endgame and Infinity War. That was like, we waited like, you know, years in between or a year in between and then you know you're researching and picking apart the trailers this trailer i watched and i was like eh, i'll probably watch it it's marvel so it'll yeah. probably be decent like this movie 
I would have been a, a lot more excited for this movie. One, if it wasn't delayed, but mainly two, if um, it came out a lot sooner than post all these other projects. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would say the hype for me was not as much. Um, I remember seeing the trailers like, didn't, weren't the trailers like last year or something? Yeah, I, these guys were so long ago. And I remember getting excited. Oh, so excited to learn who Red Guardian is because I don't really know too much about Black Widow. I really like David Harbour as a, as an actor, um, you know, and it's nice to see him sort of pulling away from the Stranger Things TV show a bit because I feel like people still affiliate him with that. Um, so it's cool to see him take on like a different character, um, and yeah, you know, it's sort of going up to watching the movie. It's not like other Marvel movies where you go and it's like a whole sequence of events. Like you get together with somebody or, you know, you go to a movie theater, you get the tickets. It's like this whole experience. Um, at least in my, in my experiences with Marvel movies, you know, it was always something I would go do with a friend. Yeah. And like we were so obsessed with it. We would do all the research beforehand. Like it was this whole experience doing a Marvel movie. And this sort of didn't give me that. Um, but you know, this then again, this stuff is not um it's not gonna blow you away like Infinity War Endgame or anything else that was going on. Um but with the T V shows, I think for me I, I like the T V shows a lot just because of well, Star Wars primarily because Star Wars sort of got into the T V show stuff a little bit before Marvel did. So I was already getting excited to watch Mandalorian or any of these other shows that are coming out for Star Wars um, that plays within the same timeline and explains things. Um, so for me, watching Loki or any of those other Marvel TV shows that are be coming out, um, I get a little bit more excited for that just because it's something new that I haven't seen and it still plays into the timeline and I don't have to go and watch a movie. Like It's a 40-minute TV show that is the same quality of the movie over, you know, six episodes or whatever. Um, and I think you'll be impressed with, with Loki and the production of it, too. Yeah. Well, the original release date for this was um, it's going to be in May of 2020, and then it got delayed twice to July 9th of this year. Um, I just want to say they that. Should, they should have released it in while everybody was home because people were well, people were going to buy it. So... That leads to what I want to talk about, which I think I, m I mentioned to you when we were watching the movie, was that um, Marvel movies are kind of like, especially the big ones, are like this spectacle. And the reason I prefer just the movies, I mean, I'll watch the shows and I'll probably love them. It's just that I was just, the idea of it burns me out because I kind of like the wait in between the movies because it kind of hyped me up and got excited. And this is like, oh my God, there's so much content. I can't keep up, you know? Um, yeah. And like, so... Something that is noticeable with Marvel movies is that, especially if you, if anyone, if people listening saw Endgame or Infinity War or the original Avengers in a theater, there are certain Marvel literally sets up comical moments where it gets really quiet so the theater laughs. And you feel like watching this movie at home is so weird because you hit a comical moment where it's so quiet and the, even the characters like pause for a second and you're just in your head, you're expecting to hear people laughing around you you know it's like yeah it, and i always enjoyed that like 
I feel like that's part of the Marvel experience is like the passionate crowd that you go with to see these movies and like everyone cheering on. They're like, oh, there's got to be an end credit. I'm not leaving till the end. Um, and so there are, there's a few definite comical moments where you're like, there's no crowd around me. This is not the same. This is this just feels like an awkward silence after a somewhat funny joke. Joke, and there's no kids. I was laughing. Like, I was. Yeah, I was but it's, not, it's like, you know what I mean. It's like, it's almost like they did those moments for the theater people, and then the people who watch it here on Disney Plus are like, ah, I see. I I see. I can imagine yeah, theater people yeah. laughing right now, and it's. This is my problem with them. the whole online thing of releasing these movies. I really hope post pandemic and everything when it's really finally over and it's just a distant memory that I don't I I'm hoping they get rid of this and they just start to release the movies in theater first and then Disney Plus at least a month later because I want that lively theater experience and I know if they keep doing these online releases for movies on all these platforms I really hope the you know the theater business doesn't just take a skydive um cuz that's mean, like such a fun experience you know reclining seats popcorn the whole thing and it's especially yeah. when you're there with a lively audience and it's not like overwhelming to the point it's annoying it's like a special experience especially again for marvel i, I don't think they'll stop doing this um i think they'll still be releasing it on you know streaming platforms i want to say that you know the people that want to go, we could have seen this in a movie theater. You know, we could have planned a time yeah. to go see in a movie theater and really took the time um, to to go and watch in a movie theater if we really wanted to. Um, but you know, I, I think people are still going to go to a movie theater to see these movies. It just depends on the, on the person. They they can force people to go to a movie theater to see it and release it a week or two um, after the fact on Disney Plus. In this case, they released them both at the same time um, because there's still those diehard movie theater people. And I would have totally seen this in a movie theater. I think maybe I would like the movie a bit more if I saw it in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I think I think my thoughts on this movie are still going to be somewhat the same. I feel like I would have been a little bit more disappointed in the movie if I saw it in a movie theater just because... You know, you expect something more, but watching it at home, you're kind of like, oh, okay, this was this was a fairly good movie. Um, you know, it serves its purpose and whatever they were trying to do. Um, but it sort of leaves me more excited for what Marvel has in the future um, with, you know, Multiverse of Madness, Hawkeye, and all these other shows that are coming out. Yeah, uh, I just feel like the whole online thing especially with the price of it is like a little bit of a money grab because it's ridiculous i mean they know that you're gonna they expect people to watch it with a group of people so they all right we'll compensate we can't sell it for the price of one movie ticket so we'll raise the price because they're probably going to share it with people and share accounts and yeah i know i've heard i've read articles where directors who make movies that end up like this on a platform before or at the same time as a theater are not happy about it because it's not how they intend their movie to be watched Right, nobody's preparing. And, um, yeah, I don't Nobody. know. I don't know if the direct. I don't know if Kate Shortland had a choice. Probably, I'm guessing not. I'm guessing Marvel was like, "This is going on a streaming platform, and you don't get a say." Um, 
I imagine that was part of the whole deal. But still, I heard Kevin Feige was even upset about it being released on a streaming platform. They should at least make it streaming platform. Like, it's a special thing. Like, watch it in theater for the first month, and exactly a month later, it'll be on the streaming platform. Yeah. Or, I'm, maybe they'll do those type of delayed yeah. releases in the future, but... So, um... We'll tell. Yeah, that, that was probably the, the biggest problem with this movie. Not, like, in the movie, but, like, I guess, like, in the sphere around it was the release date, you know the stream versus the movie theater and I feel like have we had this is the first Marvel movie it's the first Marvel movie to be doing this right not a show I, I yeah. Mean, yeah yeah it's the first Marvel movie to be going out on a uh, streaming platform and, at the same time and in that in that sphere I'm wondering if I'm wondering if you can figure out if anyone has the numbers on how much eventually this will make on a platform versus theater like if they're gonna make oh well yeah they only have the gross box office i I feel like they probably would make less money right now in the theater for sure which only makes them want to do this more yeah we're going to look at tom's guide real quick and see if there's a uh Black, this is okay, here we go. I got it. Disney announced that Black Widow made sixty million via via Disney Plus, in addition to the eighty million in theaters. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's good. I'm seeing articles saying that they can coexist theater and movie releases. So they weren't actually expecting it to do well on Disney Plus. Hmm. They were expecting it to flop. Oh, and A Quiet Place Part 2 is on Paramount Plus. I didn't know that. I'm not going to get Paramount Plus because I think Paramount Plus is kind of weak in what they offer. Mm. I Um, think right now, besides the Disney one and, of course, like Hulu and Netflix, I feel like HBO Max has really made its mark. It has, yeah. Um, This is an interesting thing, though, Cody. Paramount, like Warner Brothers is using a 45-day window for theatrical exclusivity for its biggest movies. Smaller films may arrive after 30 days. So they actually give a movie theater time... I like that. ...to uh, go and see it, and then they'll put it on the streaming service. Maybe Disney will do that at some point if they realize, if they see those numbers and realize, like, wow, theater still has more potential, especially with everyone, like, willing to leave, especially everyone wanting to leave their homes right now. Yeah. Um... So let's talk about the IBM and Rotten Tomatoes scores because those are pretty interesting. Like we said, our first movie reviewed, there's no recording of it, but we did a live stream reviewing The Highwaymen, which we we agreed was like maybe like a 7.5 or an 8 out of 10. And, it's 8.5 out of 10 that we gave it. Yeah. And it's, and it's like a, it's a, it's not a, it's definitely a smaller budget um, Netflix film. And it's getting the same rating as uh, Black Widow, or Black Widow's getting the same rating as The Highwaymen, and I'm surprised. That's on IBM, IBDB. Yeah, IMDB. Um, not, I, I, doesn't look like there's a lot of reviews. Oh, it, this is comparing ratings to other films it's, in recent time. It has 105,000 ratings. Um, 27.8% of the people... Gave it a seven. 
Um, 12.5% gave it a 10, 8.1% gave it a 9, 20.9% gave it an 8. There's actually 2.9% giving it a 1. So 3,000 people gave it a 1, one star. I'm showing it but, on the stream right now, but there's a top review, quote-unquote, and they wrote that she's the sidekick in her own movie. Where is that? I I'm, I clicked on the uh, you know little demographic thing. If you scroll all the way down, there's user reviews, and that's a top-rated one. Which I they're saying it's because the sister. It's at, the whole plot is literally about the sister. Like Natasha's just helping, and the sister is the one who started figuring out what was going on. Right. Um. Well, that makes true. sense. Though. Yeah, that makes sense because the sister was the one that was currently active and got hit with the with the smoke that fixes everything. So how would Natasha I, know? That? I don't. Well, okay. Even especially since the movie ends with the sister, because obviously she's dead, and Natasha's dead. It, it is interesting to say that maybe, maybe this movie is setting up the sister to be in a bigger role in the future. Yeah. I think so. in Hawkeye? You're going to be surprised at the numbers for ratings by demographic, I think. Maybe not surprised, but... Um, but the, you know, male and female demographic, uh, 18 or under, females gave it an 8.2, and males gave it a 7. Hmm. Um, 18 to 29, females gave it a 7.6, males gave it an eight, a 6.8. 30 to 44, males give it a 6.7, females give it a 7.5. Um, 45 plus, females give it a 7.4, males give it a 6.9. Um, obviously, I feel like those numbers could be a little bit more biased because, you know, you do see a lot of female-led... Well, yeah, I imagine the female reviews are higher because there's a lot of female leads and everything else about the movie is decent, so... I thought males would rate it higher just due to Black Widow. <laughs> and how, eh. how people like Widow, but I'm surprised it, it well, didn't do it as well as it did. But obviously, with a younger audience, it, it performed a lot better. And as the ages went on, it went down a couple ticks. I feel like if you really compare, like, there's a tendency, not just in Marvel films, but in all films, the farther you go back, the more, like, over sexualized women are in the movies. And I feel like compared to the original Avengers, this had a lot less shots that were, like, really like over sexualizing black widow right i feel like they clearly i mean probably also because there's a female director that that those kind of shots were less like less of an issue compared to like especially the original avengers <laughs> where they're just like ass shot <laughs> like, like every five seconds when she's fighting <laughs> um actually i'm right now on stream i have the uh the uh, rotten tomatoes reviews and Tomato meter eighty percent, audience score ninety two, and this is rare. This is rare for me, but I'm gonna have to agree with the tomato meter on this one. I feel like ninety two is way too high, and I feel like eighty is pretty accurate because there's some obvious flaws. Not, it's it's not the movie's fault. Eighty percent certified fresh tomato because there's also oh yeah, also just a. Tomato, you know, like it's certified it's fresh, eighty percent. I okay. feel like that's fair. I'm because there's clearly there's not only flaws with the movie, but there's flaws surrounding the movie, as in its release date and a lot of stuff. Um, CGI problems. That's definitely what ticks that down for me. 
kind of jumpy in some areas, slow and then fast and slow. It's it almost feels all over the place as a movie, but it's still a really high quality, like high high quality produced Marvel movie. Yeah, well, I mean, I also I just watched it. It didn't really set in yet, so. I don't, I don't, I don't right. think it's going to be a certified fresh tomato. I think it can be a fresh tomato. Like, I would say an 80% yeah. tomato. I don't know where that falls, like, with tomato meter, what makes a certified fresh a fresh and then a rotten tomato. Like, I don't know where the fresh tomato lies. Does it go rotten tomato, fresh tomato, and then certified fresh? You know, like, their ranking system is a little weird. Um, I know the certified fresh is, like, that's top of the line, you know, this movie's almost perfect, you know? Yeah, and then but, two other characters that I feel like didn't get enough explaining or time. Well, maybe not explaining, but Drakov, the main villain, mm-hmm. didn't see him until the last moment, and then it was just a quick speech, and he's just like, you can't hurt me, I raised you, like, this is what you were born to do, like we've always heard. It's kind mm-hmm. of stereotypical, I want to control the world kind of guy. And then also her friend Mason, the one who keeps giving her things, the planes yeah. and all that. No idea who that guy is. I, I, I didn't even know his name was Mason until I looked at the cast. Like, there was no <laughs> explaining on him. He, she was just like, what are you doing in my house? And he's like, here's a free plane. you got to pay me. I'm a private contractor. You're, and uh, then he's like, he's like, he's literally like, oh, well, the government's on my ass and I have no money left, but I'll help you. Don't worry. Yeah. Well, He's like, yeah, I have no money left, and yeah, I'm on the run now, and uh, uh, I don't know if I can help you anymore. And then all of a sudden, he shows up with a Avengers level quality Quinjet, and he's like, you know what? This is what happens when you give me money and time. <laughs> it's yeah, like right. out of the blue. It just shows up. Who's that guy? Um. So, yeah, I would say eighty eighty fresh tomatoes. Where is, where is Dom Toretto in this family movie? <laughs> <laughs> Like, half the movie is I'm not complaining when I say this but like this is definitely one of those movie where, movies where they're all like nothing's more important than family yeah even though the family in the movie is not really family though. yeah but it's like the only one she's ever known yeah so like, maybe it's just because we just watched it and that's why I'm seeing so many flaws but I looking at like, even top critics are saying it's decent it's directed well but there's clear flaws it's not it's not like the Wonder Woman movie where yesterday my girlfriend and I were sitting down and she's like, We just finished this movie? I was like, No, we stopped halfway through it. It the was one? It's trash. Yeah, Wonder Woman eighty four. I love DC more than I do Marvel, but I was just We and I was like, I can't I can't watch this movie anymore. Like this is just so horrible. Um, I'm probably gonna finish it now, but it's not like that quality where it's just that bad but i do like the family dialogue it's really funny when they argue and talk about silly stuff like this review is a three star yeah and that's that's like a marvel staple i feel like nowadays yeah this is an audience review and he says the movie is at best a dysfunctional family action comedy where you forget about the undercooked plot and enjoy the cast arguing and blowing things up i yeah yeah um I'm also just reading through these. I want to just do the um, overview of the critic consensus. consensus Hollow action scenes. 
mean, they're not really driven by anything. They're just... Yeah, there, if you think about it, there are a lot of action sequences where it's just like, for example, the Red Guardian fight with uh, Taskmaster, which you think would be a big deal. This is Captain America's counterpart and like one of the most, like a very famous comic book Marvel character. And then every time Taskmaster just throws him against a wall, then it cuts back to Black Widow's conversation with the boss you barely learned about. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only reason why Taskmaster goes down there is because he's like, oh, there's some rats in the basement. Yeah, and we all thought it was a he, because in the comics, he's not just Taskmaster, he has a name, Tony Masters, but in this film, we can talk about Taskmaster now. I guess they completely changed the character Taskmaster, kind of, to me, in a bad way, even though the character's cool, there's no problem with it being a female, there's just like... It makes, kinda, it makes sense in this storyline. Yeah, they just set it up right at the end. They're like, they're like, oh, dramatic face reveal. Look who it was this whole time. Yeah. And, uh, and we're not, not going to say who it is. Because if, you know, <laughs> if you know the character from games, from comics, from animated films, he's, a, he's, a, he's this character that has like a voice. You know, he doesn't talk in this or she doesn't talk in this. But you're, the whole time, if you know the character, you're expecting him to talk at some point and to be who you think he is and then it's like oh no we actually completely changed the character you know yeah it's not it might not seem that way but that's as dramatic as like iron man showing up in a new universe in a new marvel cinematic universe and he doesn't say anything and all of a sudden it's just different different person and you're like wait a minute uh it's his wife yeah we, but she's she's, a, she's her own character in this yeah right? she's like iron heart or whatever i forgot uh, it's his daughter, the 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 big guy's daughter. <laughs> um, I just well, hope, I don't know. I hope we see me more of Taskmaster, but they also changed it. It was like the reason Taskmaster was good at stuff is because of mind control. But in the comics, he's like that's his ability. He has like this insane memory, and he's always like he has banter with all the characters while he's fighting them. And he's in the newest Spider-Man game, like. Not like a year, probably what two or three years ago, he his character played a big part in Spider-Man and the new Avengers game. I have a feeling we're we may see him come back. I mean, now keep in mind though. Keep calling him him. <laughs> yeah. So used whatever. to it because that's it's who the character is. It's gonna get confusing. They could. Um, I mean, because here's my thing: is they they like, I have no problem with if they did like a female Taskmaster. They should have just made it a new character, like. What if it was like a super enhanced special order Black Widow or something? You know, like they could have done another, like a like the general of the Black Widows. I don't know, but I still really like Taskmaster. Don't get me wrong; she was a really cool character. Like yeah, the fighting, yeah. the way I mean, costume dramatic walking. The costume was great. Um, it was just so over dramatic. Like you know when they're running from him or her, and. <laughs> And just slowly stomping around, taking its time. Yeah. I thought it was a robot for a while, too. Because well, that, that walking. She was like, is there... Is that a, is that is a person? A robot or is a person? Because you don't really know. I mean, it looks like it could be a full robot. Yeah. But, yeah. And she just turned out to be mute until, until the serum thing. I think I think with whatever's happened with what happened in Loki and the way that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going, 
Taskmaster, Taskmaster, Chore Man, whatever you want to call him, is going to come back as maybe the comic book version. Maybe, but he'd have to look different than this because now they've used his name and his costume, except, you know, the costume in this was definitely more high-tech than in the comics. In the comics, he's just got a sword and a shield, and he's got, a, like, a hockey skull mask kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'll pull up a photo of what he normally looks like. Yeah. I, I think I'll, I'll pull him up in the Avengers game because they really nailed how he looks in the Avengers game. You know, I was debating on playing that game. Uh, I really, I really okay. enjoyed the game because of the story. The end game was there was no end game, but the story itself. Here, like I'm gonna put put it on stream so, right now. That's how he looks. Stretchy arm though, right? It's not even somebody we've seen before. Some made up character. Who? Oh no, that's Miss Marvel. She's a she's definitely a real character. It's all really good. That game's story is really good, but um, everything else is like meh. The combat's fun too, but that's it. But yeah, that's how he looks like in that game. Alright. Um, and then Taskmaster. I don't think you actually see him. Oh yeah, you know what? You do see him in Spider-Man. Here, this will give you an even better idea of like what I mean of like what these looks have. They both have a very similar... Like the energy sword, the mask. So this, this movie was also rated PG 13, so Skull might have been too scary. Oh, too scary. Blood on an arm, <laughs> too scary for too scary. Skull. And yeah, he has this very they prominent. They sort of follow the color scheme in the movie of that. Yeah, but the hood, and he has a very prominent voice, and like, you know, everyone knows him. He was X Shield. Like, I just don't like when they completely. I have no problem with the whole. Like, they could have done the female Taskmaster, but they could have done him as. Or they could have done her as, like you know, a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who now does contracts and she's working for the Russian government or something. I don't like the whole idea of going from a very prominent character show, in the universe the to Marvel. mind show control. The, hmm? Show the Black Widow Taskmaster after showing oh, Okay, him. yeah, yeah. Just so there's a point of reference. She could have been an agent of, of ex-agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something. The whole... Yeah, so, like, look how cool that looks. And then, let me open a photo. And then we go to that. <laughs> and it's, like, it's it's not bad. It's just, it's, like, a, you know, it's, like, what what happened? And they also, like, incorporated a lot of other superhero abilities. Well, that's his, that's, in the comics, that's his thing. He can mimic anybody. But yeah, you can tell they definitely force it. But, They're like, look, we gotta show him shooting a bow for one second so we know we can do that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, yeah, Hawkeye, Hawkeye's bow, Black Panther's claws, Captain America's shield, um, the Iron Man overlay, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, they incorporate it's... a lot of the different heroes' abilities or, you know, trademarked, um, things and i don't know what to call it the trademark and ability I'm, of of other heroes not so let's talk about the nitty-gritty political side for a second of this um the thing is like what surprised me of the fact that they switched like like I'm, i'll state again the problem with the character is not that they switched to a female role it's the fact that they went from an epic character who can have the best memory and actually has an interesting backstory to someone who's just mind controlled. But on, on the political side of this, 
you know, that you can say that they change it to a female because they wanted a, a large female cast and to, and to switch it up. And what's interesting about that is if they didn't have to do that to make the character politically accurate or to do, because in the comics, the newest version of Taskmaster is, is African-American. So I'm surprised that they did that, that they switched that. Yeah. Cause you can tell they what's even weirder is it looks like there's a male stunt double who walks and is insanely buff. And then you take off her helmet yeah. and all of a sudden skinny neck and that actually yeah, the head looks kind of small for the body. Yeah. So they, I don't know. It's like they want, they're like, yeah, this is a female character now, but at the same time they're like, ah, ah, ah you can't tell like, yeah, which is no, even weirder considering the leader who made this taskmaster clearly prefers female agents so why make your taskmaster look more masculine suit wise i don't know it's weird it's like it's like they kind of got split on making this character one way they're like make i don't it's almost like they purposely hid the gender of the character until the reveal you know what i mean but I guess that makes sense for so you don't know it's the daughter. But still, it's it's really it's just it seems like a lot of weird. I don't know a lot of work. A lot of it almost seems like they didn't know what they wanted to do with the character, like because they could have put anyone under the mask, you know? Yeah, they. I don't know. I'm I'm just kind of going through some of these uh, reviews now, and some people are saying it's a you know was worth their time, it was a good movie. Others are saying like the sister was a lot cooler. Yeah, um, no, she the sister was a really good part of the movie. Here's another but, shot of like what people yeah, I, I guess this is what people would have preferred to what was actually in the movie. Which actually I mean, this person mentions the, the combat choreography. And I think it was good. I mean when you're when you're sitting in the uh um no, the comic book shot of it. Now when we're sitting, but yeah. Oh, okay. So that's like a direct reference. See the comic book shot I put on the stream. Yeah, you can't yeah, see yeah. his face because the logo, but you got the idea. It's, it's just a skull mask. I mean, obviously they're not gonna look, make him look like that, but I like yeah. those. I like Peggy Whitey's. Oh, and on. so we were talking about this earlier. We might as well discuss this now. And move on from Taskmaster. He's just, she is just a mess of a character because it. I, Oh, we gotta talk. They about completely it. changed that character, so I, I don't know. We'll see what they do with it. But yeah, this jacket was passed to her from, uh, from her sister in the movie, and then you realize at the end when she gets it, oh, she's wearing that in Infinity War. That was very. That was a nice little uh, tie-in there. Yeah, I like that. What else do I have on here? Taskmaster. Taskmaster, Taskmaster. Okay, Red Guardian suit. The Red Guardian, I want to see more of, and I hope that they do something with him in the future. I'll make him look like he's leaning on the stream. There you go. <laughs> he's he's like, stop talking. <laughs> uh, probably. Yeah, no, definitely, without a doubt, my favorite character in this movie, who I think should have gotten more screen time, but because they wanted her and her sister to be the main plot, he didn't. Yeah, I hope that they don't leave him out of 
a picture and they they do something with him. Either bring him in and well, I think we're in phase four now, right, of everything. So, you know, bring him in phase four, have him do something, you know, keep the character there because I think I think he'd be pretty cool to see on screen more often. Just because he's actually you know, more comparable and he's obviously the counterpart slash opposite of Captain America. So it's cool to see those two sides um, battle it out. And it's not like he hates Captain America. I think we, we touched upon it. I think he admires it. him. He, he like, even yeah. said it. it wasn't an adversary. It was more like, a, I don't know, an equal. Yeah. So I, I want to see more of the dynamic between that and um, maybe see some of the stories he was talking about while he was in prison. I think when they were in the helicopter, he kind of explained that he was trying to bring that Captain America, like, um, patriotic enthusiasm to the Soviet Union, and they didn't like him for it. Yeah, because he wanted it to be more of a party, not like an organization. Yeah, so I, he's a really interesting character. I hope they bring him back for another project. Uh, it would be really interesting if, you know, we don't see him for a while, and he starts, like training and losing weight and then all of a sudden in some distant Avengers movie someone's like maybe Natasha's sister is in the Avengers movie and it's like there's somebody we can call he'll help us yeah and then like <laughs> fights aliens or something it'd be cool he can, could, he can I, maybe serve as like a Deadpool kind of character like an anti-hero imagine who, just a Red Guardian movie in, he just comes in and does his thing and leaves like there's no affiliations to anything He's I would just, watch a Red Guardian or movie i would yeah i would totally watch that too. um we need, we need this character after captain america has you know given up the shield and put it yeah. retired essentially and now you got um captain falcon um and his whole thing going on i think it'd be cool to see um a red guardian type of character come out mm. it'd be pretty yeah, I was really, really happy with his character, and I wish we saw more of him in that. The cutscenes, I wish it wasn't so jumpy when he was fighting and you barely saw any of it. Because he got, got his ass beat anyway, but... Yeah, definitely an interesting character. Definitely someone I think we'd both like to see again. For sure. And I so, think the actor said he liked playing the character a lot, and he'd do it again. I don't know if he said he'd do it again, but he said he really enjoyed... I'm sure he I mean, you got to be in a Marvel movie and wear a suit. That's kind of a big deal for any actor. For sure. So, what what do you what do you give this out of ten for our own personal rating? Uh, what do you play? Tough decision. I think. I like that's the thing with Marvel movies is I hate in my head because I'm like even if there's a million flaws I'll be like oh the production quality was so good I'm like I can't credit them for that they just have a lot of money they shouldn't get praised for having a lot of money of course they're gonna hire the best cameramen and all that mm -hmm. it's not and every like when I rate this movie I'm gonna rate it unconditionally like I'm not gonna consider the budget and how good the choreography was because it's Marvel that's always gonna be good I'm going to consider everything else. And to be honest with you, it's going to be either a 7 or a 7.5. And 
I, it's such a tough decision. Because there's so many parts of this movie, especially the acting, that deserves a high rating. It just sucks that there's so many. You know what? 7.5. It's, it's, no, no, you know what? 7. 7. I'm staying at 7. David? I would not watch this again. It was fun. I enjoyed it, but it's not like something I'd rewatch. Yeah. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna say 7 as well, but I don't want to give like a, you know, just a solid score like that. that that's fair, though. We both yeah. have our criticisms of it, and it's definitely deserving of a seven. It's definitely not deserving of an eight. Yeah, I think IMDb, and the way that they do their um, ratings, I think is more true to what the audience feels. So, yeah, I'll, I'll say a seven as well. So, seven out of ten overall. Just... Point one higher than IMDb. Yeah, um, it's that's literally what it what I think is, is fair. Is this is this a favorite? No, no. I I like if let's. I'll tell you why it's not a favorite. I think we should talk about where we'd rate this in the in the entire span of Marvel films. And to be honest with you, just because it's newer. I really want to rate it high because I'm excited for more Marvel movies, but I'm going to have to rate it in the lower half mm-hmm. out of all the Marvel movies. Definitely the bottom half. Not like It's pretty high up in the bottom half, but it's not like one of their best films. Do you want to know my, my top Marvel movie? Your top Marvel movie? Yeah. What is one your top that I, what movie? Doctor Strange. That, I saw that. I'm not lying to you. I watched it three times in theaters. I loved it. It's it's really good. I, I literally, two people after I saw it were like, I haven't seen it yet. And I was like, I'll go with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll go. like I'll go. my top Marvel movies are probably Iron Man 3 is one of my favorite films. Iron Man 1 unconditionally is like a 10 out of 10. But Iron Man 3 I really love. And um, probably Iron Man 3, Doctor mm-hmm. Strange... I really love the Ant-Man films. That's one of my favorites. I I don't even want to consider Iron Man and like Endgame and Infinity War and Avengers because those just don't need ratings. They're just like godly, you know. But they're over, you know. Yeah. But Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, just because I really love. Oh, um, Ant-Man's great. Yeah. I can't wait for the second Doctor Strange. We're gonna review the hell out of that. Yeah. I'm just every like Doctor Strange is so good. Paul Rudd and Ant Man, great. Oh, he's a great Ant Man. Um, but yeah, those you know definitely my top. Mm. Um, so oh, I was looking at. You know, I think I think it's opening. fair to say that I put this in the same exact like if we had a list of all the Marvel movies in a rating from like one to whatever the bottom is, I would like put this equal with Black Panther. Whereas in like my review of Black Panther was exactly the same. Like the acting was amazing. And the script was really good, except, well, okay, this was definitely too too jumpy and had a script problems compared to Black Panther. But they both had this like I feel the same problems like CGI wise with Black Panther, and like the rushing of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd probably rate it. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's not a lot of Marvel movies I'd say that are lower than this, but that doesn't mean this is terrible. That just means a lot of Marvel movies are sevens or higher. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, they set a high bar for themselves. Yeah, 
Minnesota, they have to really be able to keep up with that, and this just wasn't wasn't there. I think I even I like Iron Man two is still one of my favorite. I love all the Iron Man movies. I'm a huge Iron Man fan, but I think some of the lowest Marvel films are probably this Black Panther, just because of CGI problems. Black Panther is probably higher than this, to be honest with you. I, I did really enjoy that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like Thor: The Dark World, obviously everyone says that's pretty low. It's probably in the it's probably in the sixties. Yeah, exactly. It's probably in the sixties. <laughs> and it's so funny that Marvel can have like a mediocre film and everyone's like, "Oh, this was ghastly!" <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, it's like I expected better from you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to talk about a little bit of some movie news before we wrap it up here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Space Jam A New Legacy came out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we talked about that last time. and I didn't think We talked right. about it last time, but nobody knows we talked about it last time unless you tuned in live. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it has a 31% Rotten Tomato. Let's see here. All and right. it's only been out two days. 4.2 out of 10, 32%. And four out of five Facebook. Who counts Facebook reviews? But then eighty one percent from the audience. So the, the audience really liked it. They probably watched it with their kids. But, but even the original one got bad reviews. It was just nostalgia because everyone grew up with it. I'm gonna be watching um, Space Jam: A New Legacy. Cody, you you're not obligated to watch it. You are welcome to watch Space Jam. <laughs> but. <sighs> I'm gonna be watching it because I have HBO, and I just don't know if I can sit through. We're gonna see. We're gonna see what's going on. You should do like we should make a rapid fire quick review series that's like ten minutes long, and you can just sit down and do a quick review of it. Yeah. Do like a quick Instagram. I, did, I actually ended up. I watched a lot of different things over the course of the week. Hmm. Um. I know this is a little bit out of your wheelhouse, but. Um, I was just watching some Shark Week stuff as well. Um, I like my girl- Shark Week stuff. We, my girlfriend and I watched the latest documentary from Eli Roth, um, which is Finn. It's all about the finning industry. Um, so I just want to mention that just because I thought it was a really good documentary and a really good movie discussing what's happening with shark finning industry and how it's um, affecting the shark population. Oh, yeah, especially uh, over in, um, I think it's... Well, it's the Asia's, but I think it's China where they do it a lot. They just dump the body right in the ocean. Yeah, so it kind of uncovers a lot of that realm, um, a lot of the dark market type of stuff. So if you want to go and watch that, people that are interested in that kind of stuff, um, sort of the activism side of whatever's going on, definitely watch Spin and learn about it. Leonardo DiCaprio is an executive producer for that movie, which I found interesting. Um... So, it's really graphic um, in terms of, you know, seeing sharks die. But um, it's really shows you a whole side of sharks that you probably haven't seen before. Um, but I recommend checking it out mm. just because I'm into that kind of stuff. So. so, do we want to discuss what we might be doing next? Do we have an idea? Are we still I – know I know there was one movie that was going to be today, but we decided we'd do Black yeah. Widow while it was still relevant. Um, so I just sort of shifted the data sheet around, so we'll, we'll do the movie that was supposed to be today, next time. Do we next announce up. it now? Yeah, we can talk about it now. Okay, 
the next movie we'll be reviewing is drum roll please uh, Tenet we'll be doing Tenet I think that's a movie since we're both fans of Inception and Interstellar and those kind of sci like I wouldn't say sci-fi for Inception but those uh, mystery like mind melding like Spock style thrillers where you're just like what your head explodes yeah so I, I think that'll be a definite uh, interesting conversation um, and then I think once Minions The Rise of Gru comes out we should review that uh, I don't know <laughs> no, I'm just joking around I don't know actually Top Gun Maverick is in theaters right now really yep so we definitely have to hop on that track. All right, let's go watch it in theaters. Um, oh, you know who's in? Oh my God, it's that guy. It's um, the hell's this? Miles Teller. He's the uh. Oh, oh he was in Whiplash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that guy. Who are we talking about? Oh, Miles. that guy. Yeah, he was also in uh. He's in Fantastic Four. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, and War Dogs and Divergent. Yeah, he's he's had. He was, he was in the Footloose reboot as well. He's thirty four now. What? What? He still looks like he's in his twenties. What is going on? He's that's so weird because I remember him from all these movies where yeah. he's like a teenager and he's like early twenties. That's ridiculous. I can't believe he's already thirty four. He's playing Goose's son, actually, in Top Gun. Yeah, we, I'm, I'm excited to watch that. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we can go watch that in theaters. Yeah, we, we really okay. should. That movie is deserving. I, I, I'm I, seeing... Let's we'll see. do this on an episode basis, just because... I want to see the reviews, because I'm really, I love Top Gun, so I'm really hoping this one does well. It deserves a, a good sequel. Please be good. It's not in theaters yet, is it? It's in July 2nd. No, nope, release date in theaters November 19th, 2021. So what the hell is Ryan Tomato saying? I don't know. Because I'm not seeing Rotten Tomatoes. It's not out yet. There is no review on Rotten Tomatoes. It's all zeroed out. It says in theaters July 2nd. That might have been... Nope, release date in theaters November 19th, 2021. What? That's what I'm seeing on Rotten Tomatoes. What Rotten Tomato are you looking at? Oh, I also wanted to see, I thought it would be fun for us to review that new Ryan Reynolds movie. The Oh, is that out? It's out soon. Deadpool did a review on it. He did it with, uh, you saw that video? No, I didn't. Uh, it's funny, he does it with... Uh whatever that character's name is from the second guard. Oh, that's what that video is? Alright, I'll go... I'll go... Uh, the third. I'll go check it out then. What is it? Ryan Reynolds? What's it called? Uh, it's, uh, Free Guy. Free Guy, right? Yeah, Yeah, he's playing guy. basically like a video game NPC who realizes he's in a game. See, that that movie, I feel like, was also delayed. Because I've seen... It was delayed. It was. It was very overhyped, and now I'm worried it's not going to be as good. And I love Ryan Reynolds. I don't expect it to be... The CGI work looks really good. I don't expect it to be amazing. It's, it looks like a mediocre, mediocre action film. It's about a guy in a video game. Like, I just <laughs> expect it to be funny because he's, he's a really funny actor. So, like, I... 
if Ryan Reynolds wasn't the lead of that movie, I probably be I probably would not be watching it. I think he's gonna obviously be the best part of the movie. I feel. We'll he's see. Well, all right. Should we uh, wrap this up? I believe so. That's uh, that's about his. Check out Black Widow. Um, I wouldn't pay thirty dollars for it now. Wait for it to come out. Yeah, I wait too. It's it's not worth thirty dollars. Um, and stay tuned for Tenant. And we recorded this this time, yes. so find us on Spotify for the audio version. Um, and let us know what you think on our social media. Uh, Instagram is into movieverse, and Twitter is i movieverse. So check those out and drop your thoughts over there. And let's have a discussion. Yeah, and the Twitter is good if you guys want to keep up to date on when we will be releasing new videos or new content. Twitter yeah. is probably going to be the best way to do that. Yeah, Instagram and Twitter will both be having news, but obviously I can make a Twitter post a lot easier than an Instagram yeah. post. Um, check out for those. And um, we will see you guys next time for Tenant. Very yeah. excited. Thanks for listening or watching.